Hi and welcome back. We're here for another uh, tips video. This one's going to be a little bit more in-depth because it's a relatively complicated idea. Today I want to talk about motivation uh, and specifically something I call activation. So stay with me here and I'll, I'll try and explain what I mean. All of us are motivated. We're born motivated. <clears throat> According to a famous psychologist called Maslow, um, we actually have a hierarchy of motivations or a hierarchy of needs. Those uh, needs start with the very, very functional uh, psychological needs, build up through belonging and love and uh, security needs, uh, right away to something called self-actualization. And the point Maslow makes is that we don't move to the next set of needs, we're not motivated by the next set of needs until we've satisfied the previous set. So for somebody, for instance, who doesn't have heat and light and security at home, they're not gonna be bothered by getting more money in their job, by a, a financial incentive, because they, they don't even have the basics to look after. This is a really important idea when it comes to motivating people and it comes to motivating your, your employees especially. So I prefer to think about this idea of activation on the basis that everybody comes to work to do a good job. Nobody really comes into work to fail. Nobody I've ever met or I've ever worked with wants to deliberately do a bad job and, and not get where they want to be. We spend some time maybe geeing them up and maybe making them a bit more enthusiastic. That's activation, as I said. But broadly speaking, they come to the job. They come to do the role with the very the things that we need already uh, in play. That's part of the interview process, is to ensure that you're interviewing somebody who's motivated, for instance. You're interviewing somebody who's got the right mindset for the job. But that doesn't mean that everybody's ready to go every day. It doesn't mean that everybody's ready to go immediately upon walking in each morning. And it doesn't mean that people can't go into slumps, uh, go into motivational slumps. Maybe their eye will be off the ball, they're distracted by something else, something's going on outside of work. Sometimes those things are so big you can't mitigate for them, but if it's just a, a distraction then it's something, generally something you can do to activate that person and, and bring them back uh, onto their A-game. So I want to introduce an idea here uh, by a, a, another psychologist, actually a speaker I'm very, very uh, fond of uh, um, and very much recommend you listen and read his stuff. It's a guy called Daniel Pink, Dan Pink. Um, he wrote a book called The Surprise and Science of Motivation that I'm going to speak about uh, in a moment. But he's also written some other great stuff, um, like for instance, The Cell is Human. So this is aimed at people who are really uncomfortable selling, um, which, you know, is, I understand it's, you know, it's not necessarily the easiest idea. Pick up a phone, talk to somebody you've never spoken to before. That's not really selling. That's a very specific part of selling. And Dan Ping talks about that and he talks about how, as humans, we're kind of born to sell really we're born to sell ourselves sell our message sell our tribes uh, sell our vision sell our ambitions uh, and so on it's a great book but back to the surprising science of motivation what Dan Pink says and actually you can see him say this in a TED Talks video a very very uh, famous and well-watched TED Talks video um, just search for Dan Pink surprising science of motivation or Dan Pink motivation and I'm sure you'll find it actually I'll put a link in um, in the description. What he says is, once the basics, as Maslow would have it, once the basics are off the table, then people are actually motivated by three things. 
So if you look after somebody and you look after what we call in business, you look after the hygiene factors. So they've got a nice place to work, it's a stable job, they've got decent money coming in. Their main motivators then become something called uh, autonomy, mastery and purpose. Three big ideas, all of which are motivating, um, but most people are motivated by one more than the other. Usually it's a combination of all three, but one of them is, is perhaps more important. So autonomy, uh, for instance, is the having the control in your job over the time, the team, uh, the task and the technique. So uh, when you do something, how long it takes you to do it, how you do it, who you do it with, and the way that you do it. That's true autonomy uh, uh, over a task. So uh, an organization might say to you, we need X delivered, whatever X is, and now it's over to you to deliver that. It's over to you to work out how to do it, how to bring it in on budget, how to, how to bring it in on deadline and so on. And for a lot of people that's very motivating. Not being told, do this then, do this then, do this then. Like some kind of piecework or some kind of automation can be very, very motivating. The next one is mastery. And we can easily identify with this, I think. A lot of people are highly motivated by becoming expert in a thing. First of all, we start off in our jobs unconsciously incompetent. We don't even know what it is we don't know. And gradually, as we learn the job, we become more and better and better at the job until we become something called a functional specialist. So this is somebody who's uh, actually aware of what it is they need to do in order to be successful. So consciously competent. Now I know what I do in order to do my job very well. The better you get at that job, the more of a mastery you have over that job. Some people think it takes 10 years to become a master of something. I'm not sure about that, but it certainly takes a long time to get to the point where you can do that thing, whatever that thing is, without even thinking about it. That's the easiest way to think of mastery. Mastery is like being in the flow, just like you were when you were a child and maybe you play with your toys, play with your dolls, and you were so into the scenario that you were playing you were so into the imagination, if you like, nothing else really mattered. You, you literally lived every second of, uh, of what you were trying to achieve. That's called being in the flow or having the mastery. It's when we know something so well, we don't even think about it. So it's a bit like driving a car. When you start to drive a car, when you go for those uh, driving lessons as a 17, 18 year old or whenever, it's very difficult to remember to do everything. And I always found myself, for instance, looking at the gear change when I wanted to change gear, which obviously as I was driving a car, looking down at the gear change was not necessarily a very good uh, trick to have. But gradually over time, things became a little bit more second nature and I could change gear just by, and look at the road, use the pedals, use the clutch and so on and so, so on. After a while, it all became completely automatic. And now you get out of the car, having driven for maybe an hour to get somewhere, and you've probably forgotten how you got there in the first place. You're paying so little attention to the actual function of driving. And, and that's mastery, you know, you, you've mastered the task to, to that extent. And the final big motivator that uh, Dan uh, Pink talks about um, is the, the motivator of purpose. So this is when you do something for a, a sense of, of something that is bigger than you. So it's not just doing it for yourself and, and, and maybe doing it for your family, which clearly is very, very important and right down there in the foundational motivators, according to Maslow. This is doing something for an organization you believe in or for a greater good. This is doing something maybe to cure a disease or, or, or to help fight uh, poverty or, or uh, a political aim. 
working and being motivated by purpose is, is, a, is a huge driver and it's a particularly big driver for me. I know I work better when I'm aligned with the business that I believe in. I'm aligned with the business and its goals and its aims and the way that it works. I work better in a business when I know I don't have to think what would the business think, what would the, what the, what would the boss say, because I think that way. I would say exactly the same thing as the boss. So there you go. Those are, those are the three big motivators for us. You know, so this, this is beyond those base motivators like money. Once those are off the table and you're into activating people so that you can deliver and they can deliver the best possible job, then we're looking at autonomy, mastery and purpose. We want them to be in charge of themselves and in charge of their job and the way that they do it, the people that they work with. We want them to be masters of what it is they do. We want them to be so well practiced and so well developed within the task they're not even thinking about doing it. And we want to think that we're doing something for a bigger purpose. We're doing something for this big overarching goal, this big important thing that's bigger than me and bigger than maybe the organisation itself. So there you go, there's some insight into motivation and how motivation works as ever. Any questions, ask me in the comments or drop me an email, connect with me on the socials uh, and uh, get in touch. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hear from you, it would be fantastic. Uh, and uh, stay tuned in, um, get subscribed to the channel maybe, and you'll get the next videos, uh, uh, the next tips videos and, and other conversational videos as, as soon as they're ready. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening.